On Midwest Week, a legislator from Northwest Illinois takes over as leader of Republicans in the Illinois House. I'm Herb Trix, and my guest this week is Jeremy Corner, State House reporter for the Chicago Tribune. So, Jeremy, recently you wrote about State Representative Tony McCombie from Savannah for the Tribune, and what what prompted that? Uh, well, Herb, there's obviously a change in the guard in the House GOP caucus. This was prompted by the uh, November 8th election, where the Republicans suffered huge losses. Um, in the state legislature, leg, in the state legislature, um, especially in the House, um, going into the election, not only did um, Democrats win the governor's office again um, um, and um, all the constitutional offices uh, throughout the state, Secretary of State, Comptroller, et cetera, um, they also um, built on their um, supermajorities in the General Assembly, specifically in the in the House. Um, in the Senate, um, in the Senate, it looks like that the um, the, the Senate actually uh, gained a seat, um, but are still um, in the in the super minority. Whereas the House, they went into this election um, with uh, um, Democrats had 73 seats compared to 45 from um, from the Republicans. But after this election, um, the, the Republicans lost at least five seats. So. Jim Durkin, um, the longtime House Republican leader, um, stepped down, um, announced that he was going to step down as um, House GOP leader, paving the way um, for new blood at the top of the House GOP caucus. So Tony McCombie um, was among several names that had been floated around. And um, behind closed doors, her caucus uh, chose her um, to lead the House GOP, making her the first woman uh, to lead um, any caucus um, in the House. Do you have an idea why she was chosen over whatever whoever else might have been uh, considered? So she kind of brings she kind of brings a little bit of a balance. So so Jim Dirk, you look at Jim Durkin. Jim Durkin was um, pretty moderate as a Republican, and he has been pretty outspoken since he announced he was stepping down about how uh, former President Donald Trump has really, in his opinion, dragged down the Republican Party uh, in, um, you know, not just nationally, but not, not so, he was talking more about Illinois than he was nationally, but um, Durkin felt that Donald Trump really presented a ripple effect for Republicans across um, Illinois um, because of his far-right ideologies, which, um, you know, Durkin feels has not resonated with um the voters that they're really trying to win over, independents, for example, undecideds, um, who, you know, he felt are a bit turned off by that. So McCombie um, is kind of, um, she's she's pretty conservative, but she's also got um, some moderate blood in her. She has shown that she can work with the other side of the aisle on legislation. Don't get me wrong. She has voted against, um, she has voted against abortion of abortion rights in the house she's voted against gun control measures um and she's vote and she's obviously spoken out against governor pritzker's uh covid19 mitigations and um you know like other um republicans in her caucus so she's loyal to republicans but at the same time she's worked on a lot of legislation with democrats particularly um um when it comes to um uh, child welfare matters um She's um, co-sponsored bills that um, could provide benefits for uh, DCFS workers 
um, who are killed in the line of duty. This was um, prompted by um, a couple of caseworkers for the agency who were um, murdered in the last uh, couple of years, including one in January. And that got, um, obviously, bipartisan support. She was um, among, out of out of 12 House members, uh, she was the only Republican um, with 11 other Democrats to sponsor a bill that would um, create a task force to advocate for um, children of incarcerated individuals. Um, so she's, so that's just another example. I mean, so she's been, she's, you know, got, you know, conservative blood in her, but she has proven that she can work with the majority. So in, in general terms, what does a party leader do in the Illinois House or Senate? I mean, what, what is their job besides voting and, you know, sponsoring bills and things like that? Well, obviously, they want to see, you know, where everybody in their caucus stands and um, they want to set they want to help, um, you know, various members of the um, of their caucus kind of um, set set, you know, policy positions on legislation and figure out how many votes they have and who's going to vote for what and and, 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 and who's going to, um, you know, you know, and basically kind of strategize you know, how they're going to vote for certain bills and, um, you know, which could set policy going forward. So they kind of, they're kind of the organizers um, for that. It's, it's obviously been a difficult job for whoever is head of, you know, the Republican chambers because they are in the super minority um, in Illinois. But basically what they're, you know, and there's been complaints that by Republicans that they're being shut out of the legislative process by the Democratic supermajority. But what basically what the expectations would be for um, a leader of a Republican caucus is that basically to kind of bring that to kind of bring their voice to the table, um, an alternative um, position on issues so that maybe um, those positions could actually get through to the Democratic supermajority and they could reconsider um, certain pieces of legislation that not only the Republicans um you know, the, the, the certain pieces of legislation that the Republicans don't think are a very good idea and um, lend their voices to, um, you know, maybe convince the other side that, um, you know, things should be done a different way, basically. And do you get the impression that Democrats in the Illinois House are, are amenable to working with uh, uh, Tony McCombie and Republicans? Is there some sort of, I don't know, spirit of bipartisanship, or are they just going to say, we've got more, more votes than we need, so, you know, you can make all the noise you want. It doesn't matter that much. I'm sure that there's some who feel that way. I mean, I've, um, you know, a couple of Democrats I've spoken to, um, you know, feel like they've had a pretty cordial relationship um, with McCombie. I mean, there have been, um, you know, I mean, I've looked at transcripts of old House debates where things got pretty heated between McCombie and various House members. Um, you know, she even, um, as I mentioned in, the, you know, a story I did earlier this week, um, she's even gotten into it um, on the House floor with with House Speaker Chris Welch when he was a state, a rank-and-file state representative. Um, you know, but, um, you know, she's obviously also saying his praises too. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, but, but at the same time, I mean, I talked to one member of democratic leadership who characterized her as somebody who really does focus on policy over politics, I think was the way he put it. Um, so, um, so there is a little bit of that. She's not, 
she doesn't seem to like she's perceived as some kind of renegade who's just going to do whatever she wants as a Republican leader. Um, you know, it, it seems like you know the Democrats are hopeful that you know they'll you know have a partner with her on the other side, in her on the other side. And what impression do you get, uh, Jeremy, uh, from her about why she wanted this job? I mean, it's got to be kind of difficult being in the in the minority. In the uh, in the General Assembly, did, did she say why why she wanted this? As far as like as far as why she wanted the job, well, yeah, she, you know, I think that yeah, there was a, kind of an understanding on her part that the Republican Party really needs to change, and she felt that there needs to be more outreach by Republicans, like I had said earlier, to win over undecided voters independents, people who um, other, you know, hadn't re- really re- supported the Republican Party before. Because if you look at the loss, at, at the losses they suffered in the last election, it was pretty horrendous. And, and you know, I think that she's um, she, she's recognized that if something doesn't change fast and something doesn't change now, um, they're just going to be they're They're just, uh, you know, in one of our stories a couple of weeks ago, you know, the party could you know, teeter on, you know, teeter on the brink of irrelevance if, if they don't um, do something now. And she's kind of, she's been pretty understanding of that, you know, that, um, you know, obviously there are certain issues that, you know, she thinks that um, the Democrats are pretty extreme on, you know, the abortion issue, but there, that's only one issue. I mean, there's also, there's other issues where there's wiggle room where um, she understands that, um you know, Republicans and Democrats can work together. And she also is pretty realistic that that kind of has to happen in order for the Republicans in her caucus to have any kind of voice in in legislation and policy going forward.